Welcome to the Vital Conversations podcast. We are broadcasting from the intersection of Christian faith and society. This podcast aims to inform and motivate people of faith on issues of social justice and concern. I'm your host, Jared Cunningham. Let's get started. As is customary for the series so far, I left out an important part of an episode. A few weeks ago, I did this episode on Christian perfection and how we are called to grow and mature in Christ. I thought it was a well-thought-out episode. I talked about Ephesians and how Paul says we are to grow and mature in Christ. I talked about how the book of Joshua pushes us to think differently. I got to talk about Batman. I thought it was pretty good. Then I realized that in all the growing and maturity, I didn't talk about how we grow and mature. In my opinion, that's important because, you know, it's great to start a job and be told you have responsibilities to take care of and that it's important that you do your job but not be told how the job is supposed to be done. So, as the title implies, this week we are talking about how we grow. And since it's also customary or coincidental, it's fitting that we've started a new sermon series on the book of Proverbs. For those familiar with the book, Proverbs is filled with sayings and wisdom that can guide us through life. However, it doesn't follow a narrative like we've seen in the books of Genesis or Joshua. In Proverbs 1.7, it says, Wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Brian pointed out that when we say fear the Lord, we aren't talking about our modern reference to the word fear. Having fear of the Lord meant having reverence, respect, and loyalty for God. And Solomon, author of Proverbs, says this is where wisdom begins. In the same way, growing and building a relationship with God begins with our acceptance of salvation and the intent to know more, with respect and reverence to what God is in our lives. A pretty good place to start, right? Well, once we have this acceptance and intent, what do we do next? In a way, we treat it like the other things we value and love. Over the past few years, I've mentioned the book Reflections on the Psalms by C.S. Lewis and the chapter A Word on Praising because he gives a great explanation on why we worship and praise God. And I want to focus on part of that for a moment. In the book, Lewis admits that worshiping and praising God was difficult to him at first, but over time, he began to understand why we do it. In one section, he says, I had not noticed that just as we spontaneously praise whatever we value, so we also urge others to join in praising it. When our team wins the championship, we celebrate with those around us or fellow fans online or strangers in public. When our children make honor roll or have a great game, we spread words to friends and family. At the same time, when we develop a relationship with a friend or a significant other, we seek to share and learn more about each other. Throughout this series, we've kept coming back to the book The Way to Heaven by Steve Harper, because it does a great job of highlighting what John Wesley believed and how he felt we should live our lives. Which leads us to the chapter in the book, Don't Stop Now, Growth in Grace. Here, Steve Harper talks about the means of grace, which is a term used to describe the ways God conveys grace to us. Said another way, the means of grace are the ways we have of growing in our faith and building a relationship with God. And John Wesley made it clear that there are many ways we grow closer to God. The five I'll like briefly go over are normal ways of growing that we're pretty familiar with. 
The first way we grow in our faith is through prayer. John Wesley saw it as the primary way we communicate with God. We've all heard that the key to any relationship is good communication, and prayer is no different. Now, you might hear that and say, well, duh. But it was the lack of prayer that John Wesley was actually worried about. He believed that the lack of prayer was the cause of the wilderness state, this state of feeling purposeless and spiritually dry in our faith. For Wesley, no other way of growth could make up for the lack of prayer. Now, the second way we grow in our faith is through reading the Bible. Again, you may hear this and go, duh. John Wesley felt that this meant not merely knowing parts of the Bible and knowing stories, but knowing the Bible as a whole. Between the books of Genesis and Revelation is a span of history, poetry, hope, and the spreading of God's grace, and it's worth diving into. In addition to this, he believed regular reading was the best way to get the most out of the Bible. Most significantly, he believed that immediately applying what was read helped increase our understanding of the scripture. I think we'd agree it's one thing to read, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's a little different to put it into practice. The next way we grow is through taking communion. Now, you're probably mildly surprised. Though prayer is how we communicate with God, communion presents us with a different opportunity. During his time, Wesley felt it was important to partake in the Lord's Supper as much as possible. You may ask, why was he so concerned that Methodists receive communion at every opportunity? Well, Steve Harper answers that for us. Because he believed that the experience was more than just a symbol. It was an opportunity to actually commune with Christ and receive the grace of God. Wesley believed Christ was present when we shared communion, and it gave us a chance to be closer to God. The fourth way we grow is through the act of fasting. If you're anything like me, the word fasting sounds terrifying, and it sounded terrifying when I said it. The examples of fasting in the Bible usually depict someone starving themselves for days and mourning and crying out to God. However, there's two important things to note about fasting. One, it applies to more than food. For example, during the Lent season, people give up social media, certain habits, or specific treats instead of completely giving up food. Another thing to note is that John Wesley himself didn't believe in long fasting periods unless they were absolutely necessary. Wesley would usually fast once or twice a week, starting after his evening meal and eating nothing until the next lunch the next day, usually roughly 16 to 18 hours, which doesn't sound so bad. Lastly, we grow through fellowship with one another. During Wesley's ministry, whenever he wasn't traveling to preach, he sought to pair people so that they could grow in faith together. The reason Wesley believed so strongly in these small groups was because he felt that without them, Christians would begin to lull in their faith. By meeting and discussing our faith with those on the same spiritual journey, we can not only help each other grow in wisdom in our faith, but encourage one another when it's difficult to see God at work in our lives. Now, John Wesley made it clear that these were not guaranteed ways to grow. Growth isn't an accident, and it doesn't just happen. However, these are good ways to build a relationship with God. Now, normally I'd end an episode with a verse that ties everything together, but Instead of a verse for this episode, I want to end with the words of Steve Harper because I feel they sum this episode and life up well. In the final paragraph of the Growth and Grace chapter, Harper says, 
there will always be highs and lows, ups and downs, advances and declines. Christians have good days and bad days just like everyone else. Not to admit this is to misrepresent the facts. There are mountaintop experiences, but they don't come every day. The key to Christian growth is not feeling, but faithfulness. God has expressed his faithfulness by providing means of grace. We express our faithfulness by taking advantage of them. And in that divine human encounter, the connection is made. Grace flows into our lives, and we are led to great conformity to the image of Christ. To wrap things up, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Vital Conversations podcast. The Christian Perfection episode was one of those posts that I happened to look back and realize I talked about the thing without going into how to do the thing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was meaningful to you in some way. If you haven't already, join the Citrus Church Grove Facebook group. It's a great way to connect with one another and keep up to date on all things Citrus. In the meantime, Join us on Sunday mornings online or in person at Summer Lake Elementary at 1030. And with that, we'll catch you next time.